Hello and welcome back to Franchise Sports Talk Basketball. Um, and we're back very quickly with a another podcast due to the biggest news of uh, something. I mean, it's not the off season, is it? It's like an off season move, but it's not the off season. Probably the biggest news. I thought of the you were going to say. I thought you were going to say of 2021. Then I was like, well, as as a close one. I mean, Trump got impeached as well. Um, it was a pretty big day. Actually, oh yeah, yeah, it's literally the same day. Big old Wednesday. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we're not here to talk about that. We're going to talk about the basketball news. Um, yes, Every, everyone, which will teams. be in the title of the podcast. So yes, you, which if you've got this far, you probably understand what we're referring to. Just, yeah, and I would hope I'd um, follow the NBA, which would help. Because otherwise, everything we're about to say is going well, to sound like nonsense. No, but I would advise it. Anyone. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So you should follow the NBA. Um, but yes, um, should we actually say what the news is, or should we just? I mean, yeah, or, or what? Keep talking in in strange, <laughs> strange implications. But anyway, we're here to just talk about the news and all the implications of it. Yes. For all the different teams. Who should we start? We'll go with the Nets first, seeing as they got James Harden. Oh, were the Nets involved yeah. in the news? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're talking about the James Harden trade, are we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's in the title. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, so the Nets finally got James Harden. I mean, it didn't. Well, actually, it wasn't definitely going to be them. More like the the Rockets finally got rid of him. Um, and there was, it was a four-team trade in the end, effectively, wasn't it? Yes, and the Nets gave up their draft picks until 2027, I think, or control of their draft picks, because uh, they're not allowed to trade all of them. So, so the ones they're not allowed to trade, they've just swapped them. Because I think. I think the rule that you're not allowed to trade all of them in a row is because of the Nets. Yeah, they're just obsessed with getting rid of all their draft picks. They love going all in, and this is, is literally as all in as you can go in the NBA. There, there are rules to stop you going more all in than this. Um, and they now have Kevin Durant... Ky- well, they have Kevin Durant and James Harden, and they might have Kyrie Irving if he actually wants to play basketball anymore. No one knows. He just occasionally appears on a random Zoom call with other people while his team are playing basketball games and goes to parties with his sister. Um, he might still be a professional basketball player. Um, we'll find out, I think, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, and I think, to be honest, it's part of the reason why they did it. I mean, probably a well, big part need, of it is it's like... They, they need another guard. One of them's just has, what, he's semi-retired or something now. Who knows? Yeah, and it's not told anyone. Um, but yeah, but I mean, I guess we talk about how it changes the Nets. What it means for the Nets to start with is that's like the obvious thing. And I, I don't know. Do you think it increases their chances of winning a championship? I think it. I mean, it should. Yes, I, it should. It definitely I think it does should, a little but, bit. But not that because, much. But you have two of like 
well, probably the two best scorers of a generation and then an elite point guard. That Those three together, that's the most talented big three. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just phenomenally talented offensively. Um, the uh, uh, word ta- offensively... Most talented big three ever? Um, Chris Bosch, Dwayne Wade and LeBron James are pretty good. But are they... Are they as good? Well, that's the thing. But this is the really odd part: is that it, they have to be, a, they have to have a better chance of winning the title when you've got those three players. Because offensively, I don't really know how you stop them. And they've got Joe Harris, one of the best shooters in the league. That's an incredible yeah. group. And then, the, and then um, their other star is just going to be DeAndre Jordan for some reason. Who got benched? He got benched the other night. Oh, did he? And like, like, oh yeah, yeah oh yeah, Jack Allen. Yeah, I saw Jared. DeAndre play. Jordan isn't isn't that good? Like, so th- there are so many questions, but then also you do wonder whether whether it will matter because maybe they're just going to score two hundred points every single game and everything's irrelevant. Um, but the number of questions, I, I don't think they're actually all that close to the Lakers as it stands. Partly no. because last year I was Lakers over Clippers because, look, the Lakers are actually being good. We never saw it with the Clippers. And the Nets were already looking a little bit like the Clippers. Lots of talent, no chemistry. Yeah. And now they've got James Strip Club Harden and Kyrie Birthday Party Irving. And it's and no one else. Like they, they can all, They're going to be a good team, even genuinely, if Kyrie doesn't play anymore. Because Harden and Durant are that good. But yeah, like that's that's probably the best. Well, I mean, yeah, I I would say that is in talent wise, that's the best duo. In the league. I, I mean, don't know. I know LeBron and Anthony Davis are pretty good. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Is that they're up there, aren't they? They're they're, they're very close. offensively potentially, yeah. but I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's another thing that uh, the defensive side is that basically. Already with Kyrie Irving and Durant, well, Durant is a good defender, but like with Irving and the other players they had, there's like, there were doubts about them defensively. And obviously with all the Irving stuff, there's doubts about like the team chemistry and just so much drama going on. And basically adding James Harden hasn't solved any of those questions. It's just made Made it worse. worse. All of the concerns are now like multiplied by 10. And then yeah. also the ceiling of the team has got higher. But it was like the problem with this team but, was not yeah. that their well, ceiling their was offense, low. Their offense has got way better. But their offense, they already looked like they were going to be like one of the best offensive teams in the league. But that was, so that's the interesting thing is Chris Herring, I listened to the first bit of the low post earlier, and he made the point that like, this offense was already amazing. Did it need to be any better? And it's kind of like, well, yeah, actually, that's a, a good point. Yeah. Is that These guys don't now shoot 80% per from the field well that's not how it works yeah. there's yeah, only basically, a certain number of shots yeah basically with Harden I mean if Irving ever comes back it basically just Irving and Durant are going to have less shots and it's like do you, do you have that, is them having less shots going to make them that much better if James Harden's having a shot instead of Durant is, I don't know does that make you a better offensive and I, team I, I just I think know. there's the overwhelming question of well they actually moved the ball better when Kyrie and KD were playing than I thought they would this year. I was quite impressed by how their offense looked at times. Um, but obviously, it's been so disjointed. Even that super small sample stuff. 
Um, James Harden has not played in a normal NBA offense for a while. And this team is not going to become James Harden, DeAndre Jordan pick and roll with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving standing in the corner. Like that, that is obviously not going to happen. So what does Harden do the rest yeah. of the time? If his offensive workload is less, does he start cutting off ball? Does he do anything? I mean, when can, can you can imagine James Harden doing that? I can't at all. I just can't picture I that. Mean, he also he can't do less than he was doing off ball with the Rockets. I mean, it, it was you can kind of understand it because he was scoring like thirty five points a game, and the possessions where he wasn't dribbling it, but he was just like he might as well have not been there. Um, yeah. He can't do that. He's got to buy in to actually being part of a team. Um, yeah. Which I, Chris Paul would argue that he is not that interested in doing that. And I think maybe Russell Westbrook would too. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it seems like Kyrie Irving's not that interested in that either. Kyrie Irving left LeBron James because he didn't want to be number two despite winning a championship. He didn't want to be the second option. He's now the third option behind like... I'm sure there's plenty of stats that show James Harden is the most ball-dominant player literally ever. Yeah, I mean, well, how, yeah, I'm pretty I don't sure know how... Basically a fact, isn't it? If Kyrie's already bored of playing basketball and he went, he went his, his new home with his mate, they're going to go and take a championship to the Nets. And I, I, I don't mind being the number two guy to KD and all that nonsense he said about it's nice to have a guy who can make clutch shots. Um and yeah, well, there's going to be guys who make clutch shots, Kyrie, but you're not one of them. You're not ever going to have the ball. No. Yeah, I, yeah. That is the thing. Is it's it's not going to make. I don't feel like it's going to make Irving want to come back, or maybe it will. And then maybe it's like make give him more confidence again that they're going to win the championship, or they can. But, um, uh, he's just impossible to predict, isn't he? I, I yeah. don't think we can have any idea what he's doing. We don't. I said in the last podcast. I mean, we still don't know. There might be some serious stuff going on with him, and I hope there's not. Uh, whatever it is, I don't think it really excuses going to that party when he's just like got a while going to a party without a mask with loads of people. That is a crap thing to do. Um, it's putting people at risk, not just there, but his team if he came back and all of this stuff. Um, the chemistry on and off the court with this team is going to be an incredible thing to watch. Both good and bad. I mean, like, it's just, you, you can't, you're not going to be able to take your eyes off it because yeah. they're all people that are... Durant was considered this kind of like slightly difficult character when he was with the Warriors. It was like, how, they're all worried about how to make him happy, how do you get him to settle into the team. He's got to lead this team now. He's got to be the, the one that's not going to birthday parties and strip clubs. And it's so... It's so volatile. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously being very, very negative about this, but it is difficult to see how it... I I just don't see it really improving their chances much at all. I would have... Um, if They, they would they... be a better team if they had Drew Holiday, I think. I think yes. I said that before. Is Drew Holiday with KD and Kyrie. Um, are that... He's not in the same stratosphere as James Harden. I mean, Harden is... Um, he, he's in that group of greatest players to not win a ring already. Um, yeah. That's another thing I wanted to come on to, actually. So, KD partly left the Warriors, people think at least, to get a, a legitimate, in quotes, 
championship. Yeah. Um, Harden is desperate to win a ring to sort of, yeah, legitimize his yeah. career and all of this stuff and banish the playoff ghosts. If they, if this does work, and we've just said all of the challenges, so they will have to overcome a lot of things. Does this get tainted in the way that Durant's Golden State rings were tainted now? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess the difference is that Golden State already did won the championship. Yeah, he was joining. I was saying he went there to go and join a team that won a championship, but I don't know. I mean that. They've done the the thing where they've they've just got together a load of like the best players in the league and built a super team. They've got together, which you know, I mean, that gets slated usually. Yeah, that does get slated in terms of yeah, like how much that means when you win doing that. So I don't I don't know how yeah I mean I I don't I'm not one of the people that would say the Golden State won are illegitimate because they still won the, he still won the title. But if you are someone that does say that, um, how can you not say that? About I, these? I don't know how this is more legitimate. I'm with you on that. I, I, I don't really think you can talk down winning a title, any of them, whether it's the Raptors being the injured Warriors or the Warriors being the injured Cavs or anything, because it's just hard. Like people get injured, like happens to the Warriors eventually. Even that year, it was all. Look, even if Durant's going to leave, they're going to win another one, and it'll be easy. And then they just all their bodies broke down. It was. Yeah, too much workload. Whatever is incredibly hard to win a championship. Um, but that is unfortunately a fundamental part of NBA conversation is about the Heatles winning them and then the Warriors winning them in that fashion. And some championships do mean more for various reasons. Is this to me would fall into that category if they just they cruise there and all these guys average thirty five a game or something stupid, and it's just like that. They're too yeah. good. They're just way too good for everyone. Isn't it like, well, KD just got two more All-NBA players again. Yeah. We just but... we just had a pop at him for that, didn't we? Loads of people hate him because he went and won with All-NBA players already. Yeah. I feel like, it, if anything, it's, it's more likely, though. It's going to be um, them crashing out against someone. I don't know. Maybe they'll go to the conference finals or something, but well, so on that note, this is a nice segue to the Sixers, I think, who obviously missed out. Even like 10 yeah. minutes before this was announced, it was, it was, it was all the Sixers was, still favourites. Yeah, offering Ben Simmons. And... How are they going to guard Joel Embiid? Yeah. He's the, MV- he's the MVP, I think, at the moment. He has been that good. Um, I, mean, I mean, yeah, like, Jared Allen could have given it, would have given it a good go as well, who they got rid of now. They're even... Even less equipped to guard Joel Embiid. Well, how are they going to guard Yanis? Or I guess Durant. But I mean, that's the thing is, it's like Durant is their only good defensive player. I mean, like, yeah, you're just like, going to use it, Durant as your primary. Like, uh, Joe Harris can. He hustles defensively, but he he's not. He's not like Paul George. I mean, he can defend a little bit, and Bruce Brown is is feisty on the perimeter, but like. Of their stars, only one of them is a plus defender. Yeah. Um, and the it's easy. I I think we did this conversation last year with the Embiid question. And maybe it's just everyone's going to end up double and triple teaming him, and then you make everyone else beat you. And Yanis is like, yeah, they'll try and do whatever. 
maybe this is all irrelevant anyway. Um, but defensively, I just don't really know how this works. Like, they already, like we were saying, they already had problems defensively. And um, there's a pro- like there's a greater problem now. Uh, DeAndre Jordan basically has got to be like a 30-plus minute a night guy at centre. And then they're going to have, they'll have to play, they already have a little bit, played Durant at the five quite often. Um, I mean, you can't do that against Embiid. He will just, he'll just roll him over. Yeah. And I mean, even teams like, um, like the Celtics, who have, well, if, you know, like Cam Walker's fit particularly, they've got like a number of different guys that obviously can do stuff and score. You can't hide Harden and Kyrie and you against no. Celtics. Well, you put Durant on Tatum, I guess, and then Jalen Brown, who's been phenomenal this season. You just... Yeah, I guess. Joe Harris on Brown and then... Yeah. I, it, it's just... It's where the chemistry thing, though, off the court as much as anything matters. Because the yeah. thing with Harden is effort. Not to mention that he's just not in like elite athlete shape or even close to it at the moment. Um, his effort of, of when he's without the ball on offense and defensively, and it's like if he really buys in, maybe he ups his effort. He's not going to be amazing, but he can't be like lackadaisical like he's been with the Rockets a lot of the time because. They don't have the defensive personnel to cover for him. At least when they had Chris Paul and they've got Eric Gordon and they've had other and like Tucker. and Tucker. They've had people to cover for him. They don't have that. No, not at all. Kyrie's not gonna pull the slack if Harden's just wandering around on the defending. Um Yeah, anyway. I so, yeah. The, I, I, we have been very negative, but the upside of this trade is obviously yeah. incredible. It's just it's so much to give up. These guys could all be free agents after next season. Yeah, if it all falls apart, which is, I mean, it seems like it might do. Really. I mean, yeah, everything with Kyrie Irving in has sort of fallen apart at some point. And James Harden has just yeah. toes of all-star teammates. He's just, he gets yeah, well, through them the... at a rate. Yeah. Man just which piss is... off all of his teammates. Exactly. Eventually. Which is why I think this was a good thing the Sixers didn't do it. Since we were just talking about the Embiid matchup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were offering. Well, they apparently did offer, didn't they? Simmons, Tybal, and picks. So I assume not as many picks, because if they'd offered all those picks, then that would have definitely been the better deal. I would have thought, compared to. Getting uh, Levert, who they then which they then changed into all deeper, yeah. Which we've not even talked about that yet. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. And I mean, before the six were hit by COVID, they were like the best team in the NBA, and it, it looks like basically, even despite the like despite previous seasons where stuff's been bad, it's like they've actually. It's actually working so far, at least. Embiid and Simmons together, with they've actually got shooting around them again. Like surprise, surprise! You put shooting around both of them; they it really, really works. 
And I think you, it's partly that when you've got as much shooting as they've got now, and they're running just better offensive sets, partly because of the personnel, partly I think some better coaching, um, you can kind of carry Simmons a bit on offense when you've got three shooters and Embiid. Um, and Simmons is, he is being more active. Uh, he's had some bad games offensively, but he's also being quite aggressive. This puts a lot of pressure on him now to develop. Um, a lot of pressure. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think the Sixers are out of win. This this showed they will trade Ben Simmons. Um, and maybe the package they offered for Harden is the package they offer when Bradley Beal decides that the Wizards suck. Um, yeah. And Beal is actually a better fit with them because he's not quite as ball-hungry and um, he's closer age to Embiid. That was the big thing with this Harden trade, was actually you get Harden this year and next, and then you probably have to give him an extension, and then you're going to be overpaying Harden in his mid-30s when Embiid should still be at his peak. Yeah. You you shorten your window, potentially. Although, who knows? I mean, who knows? We were saying yesterday about how hard it didn't seem like Harden's going to have a long peak, but you don't really know, do you? Of like, he's had, he's I mean, had a long peak, though, and... and... I mean, yeah, it's, but, but some his lifestyle these, doesn't fill you with confidence. No, but some of these, you know, some like these like really top level players. I mean, just how good he is. There's not that many that are like that good. Do carry on and win championships deep into their thirties. Someone did quite recently. Yeah, someone. But those guys are still the exception you're right we don't know but Harden's next contract is absolutely enormous he, he will yeah. want the biggest possible contract which is like 50 million a year or whatever it is um, you then basically until, can't until he's like this. 37 or something like that yeah probably 37, um, 38 or something like that yeah uh, and the six is apparently I think Mark Stein reported that they didn't want to give up Tyrese Maxey yeah, that was almost the deal breaker, wasn't it? Like, if they'd put yeah. it, if if it was they put Tyrese Maxey in, it probably would have happened. Um, but I mean, I guess that shows just how good he's been as well so far. Is like that's the thing they didn't want to give up. The, but those, so draft picks are obviously our potential titles and maxis in years to come. Um, but when you get a player, they was twenty first overall maxi. And he yeah. already, um, like worst case scenario, it looks like his career is he's going to be like a really good scorer off the bench. Yeah. And the Sixers, for multiple seasons, their bench has just been like not really anything. And they could they would have killed to have a scorer off the bench. And it's like, if they got him 21st overall, uh, well, that's sort of solved a problem and he's cheap for a while. Yeah. Let alone well, if he, he gets better and starts shooting threes. Um, yeah, and I mean, there's efficient. this talk they needed a point guard and stuff recently of like you know for like um a point guard that can shoot and stuff and that shake milton and stuff come through last year but it's like he is you know he's going to be that guy isn't he give them flexibility basically to move ben simmons around or ben simmons off, off and you they can play a different sort of style where they have a a guard that can actually shoot um, or just run and beat a point guard like i did the other night and be bringing it up the floor Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. I mean, we basically, I 
yeah, we're basically being very negative on the uh, <laughs> overall on the uh, James Harden. It's, it's like you know, but uh, not that great for the Nets, and it's a good job for the Sixers they didn't do it. I think it's partly because I'm just thinking longish but, term, and yeah. it is scary when you give up that many picks, um, and it's not. I don't have anywhere near the faith that like when LeBron yeah. got Anthony Davis and they gave up young players and picks and it's like, yeah, you've got LeBron and Anthony Davis, you're going to be very, very close or win the title. And they've won one. And I think right now, if I had to pick Lakers or the field for the title, it's probably like just about, I'd be like 55% the Lakers could win the title again. They're that yeah. good. And they made their team better. The Nets, I don't feel anywhere near that confident. It's partly that I want to see it. Um, I need to see how those two look together um, and the defensive stuff and just the future they're so long into the future they've given up all yeah, of their this, picks it's basically this year or next isn't it they need to win the championship yeah, and that and is then, unbelievable amount of pressure and if they don't it's, then it's like yeah it's a, it's a disappointment and these guys might be off and even if they're not you then have to sign them all in two or three years and that means you're going to have them in their late 30s taking up all of your salary cap when you owe your picks to the Rockets. Yeah. The, so the Rockets, so that, the, those Nets picks in the late 2020s, um, the, the Nets could be rubbish then. They might not. Maybe all of these guys age well or they, they somehow pull it off. But they don't even, they now have lost the young upside that could cause, sort of supplement these guys aging as well. It's like Harris yeah. Levert becoming an all-star. Next, I mean, it was never possible just with the numbers to have Levert alongside the three of them. But um, yeah, it's just I. And in this season as well, we don't know this NBA season is going to finish. We don't know that like COVID won't wipe out the Nets at some point in a playoff series. And like, this feels like a an extra risky year to be like, we need to win the championship this year or next. And it could easily be next that you have to win it. And we don't know if Kyrie Irving's going to come back. Like, it, There's just too much uncertainty for me to give up that sort of future. And um, I kind of get why they did it. And particularly, like you said, they've not, they've not been playing well lately. And Kyrie vanishing makes you want to do yeah. something, I suppose. Um, but for the Sixers, I think Simmons, Tybal, and a couple of picks, I would have been 50-50. Add Maxi in there, like, nah, we can't. And more picks, and I, I just start to get like, we've looked pretty good. Is how I'd feel. I yeah. think if I was that more, that also gives up basically all of their upside players. I think, like the Simmons, Tybal, and Maxi on that roster are basically the the three main players that you're thinking like over the next few years I mean obviously they're def very different levels of player at the moment like Simmons already an all-star but there's still always a talk of maybe you'll learn to shoot or whatever but those three guys are the guys that you're thinking are like there is a chance that they make steps forward and improve over the next like two or three years and that's basically how you know they improve like how, how their team is going to improve because they well they I don't know there's not there's that, that much chance of them making um more big moves, I don't think, after. The other thing with them was, so Harden, Seth Curry, Danny Green, Tobias Harris and Bede 
and you would lose depth in this trade. They might have even yeah. had to throw in Milton or other guys. That starting five is really, really good. And with how Embiid's been playing, it's probably the favourite to come out of the East. But it's not like the Nets, where it's just like their top-end talent, like we are saying, is this the most like talented group of three players that have ever been together? Um, they're not there, are they? Like They just no. only have a big two. It's a brilliant big two. And offensively, I don't really know how you guard both of them. Uh, it just could be impossible to stop. But they they don't become title favourites. The same way the Nets haven't, and we're criticising them for that. The Sixers wouldn't, and they'd have shortened their window. So I think it's fine for them. Yeah. I do, I do feel a bit like when you're giving up that much in the future, you need to become favourites or or close to it. Which I'm not... I'm not at all confident the Nets are coming out of the East. I mean, I I wouldn't have them as my favourites coming out of the East still. After this. It's just... It's taken the range of outcomes for the Nets and just made it even bigger. Yeah, like, we were saying at the start of the season how there was, there, there was a huge... Yeah, their ceiling was already incredibly high and now it's like their ceiling is they're going to be literally unstoppable. Uh, but their floor is like in two weeks there's a complete meltdown and KD requests a trade. Like, is <laughs> any of these things could happen? And I, I don't really, I don't have any like leading which one is more likely. Is <laughs> it, it makes them fascinating? It's kind of it's part of what makes the NBA so much fun to follow. Is this is just like it, this is made for drama, isn't it? Over the next few months, in one way or the other. Yeah, it well, might mean KD maybe, the broader may- finals. Yeah. And probably the next couple of years, to be honest. It does make yeah. them the team to watch, really, over the next couple of years. Um, almost, just in, in every way. For comedy, as much as possible. Comedy and basketball, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah do you think we should move on to the Rockets? Should we touch the Rockets? Yes, we there? should. I mean, because they've lost it, like, their franchise player carried them to many deep-ish mm. playoff runs but never dug, never quite got there carried them to a lot of playoff disappointments yeah um, they're probably their probably their best one was that um, that game where what the record number of missed three 20, 27 missed threes yeah yeah when was was that that was cool so that was like 2018 maybe yeah I mean that was probably the highlight of his uh, of his Rockets career um, well not not the game but the closest they success. got yeah and um, um, it's, yeah it's the end of an era if we had in the, for the, the Rockets and probably for the NBA in a way really I suppose because it is like end of the Mori D'Antoni Harden they're all gone. Yeah. Um, and they were a really impactful team, partly in the way they played. Um, and just they were really, really good for quite a long time. Yeah. And lots of big trades, um, obviously. And this, the return they got for this is basically fixing what went wrong with the Russell Westbrook trade. Uh, they've now got some picks again. Yeah. And uh, and all the depot. Expiring on the depot. It's their return, which 
I don't know, I feel like, I mean, they've not been great so far this year, but I don't know if all the depot gets back to like what he was a couple of years ago, a little bit. And John Wall's looking good. They might not be terrible. I just, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a, they, they've that's got a, top a chance of making the, the playoffs. East, yeah. In the East, I think it's top eight. I, I like that. I like that core of players, and it should be entertaining. Um, but you, I, I look at like a, I look at how strong the West is, and I'm just not sure how many teams they're going to be better than. It's like well, the Timberwolves, obviously, and the Thunder. They should be better than the Kings, the Pelicans, and the Grizzlies. And then it's okay. And then you start to get a bit tricky. It's like. Yeah, the Spurs have started quite well. Uh, the Pelicans got plenty of talent. And that's kind of where I'd, I'd slot them in with that group of players at the moment. Yeah, well, around the Pelicans. Pelicans, Spurs sort of level, which is like they might be able to get 10th, so the bottom of the play-in. Yeah. Um, but also uh, without the upside of the, the Pelicans at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then Oladipo, they're going to have to try and re-sign him, aren't they? Yeah, you would have thought so. Although, um, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe that's... I don't understand. Yeah, it's a weird one with that Oladipo-Levert trade as well. As I don't know. I mean, Oladipo's track record previously is like he's a better player than Levert. Like he's he's done more. But also, I don't know if that's necessarily the case at the moment. Like, if he would necessarily have been better than no, right now, giving Levert, giving Levert a lot more opportunity. I wonder if it's just about they didn't want to have committed money in Levert. Levert's got a couple more years to go on his deal. But Oladipo, yeah. they can let walk. Which or they could suggest... trade him. They could trade Oladipo again. Yeah, what, this year? Yeah, at the yeah. deadline. Um don't know how much you're getting back from there, really. No, but yeah, it's the it, yeah. Really, it's um, I I feel like it's, it's basically the start of a transition for them, isn't it? Really, of like they're probably they're not probably not going to be terrible because they've managed to get some players back who look like they could be all right. Like Wall is looking like he might. You know, he might actually be able to play some basketball, which is nice. Yeah, always and a bonus for your point guard. Um, I just need some way of getting some to try and get their draft assets back, basically, I guess. Well, the, or get some the young players. It's because they don't have their own picks. Is their team being bad actually doesn't benefit yeah, them? Yeah, no. So, yeah, they're probably just going to hang around in that sort of what what in the east is like sort of seven to ten sort of meh ish teams yeah in, in the west it's just a bit lower because there's just more of the good teams that i yeah. think they're just going to be around there they're not going to suck are they they're not going to suck like like the Timberwolves or something uh no well they shouldn't at least no although i mean at the start of the season you said the Timberwolves might not suck, but looks like they are. Yeah, that's their that's, that's their USB. That's the Minnesota Timberwolves. 
yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, weirdly, for such a huge trade, it, um, I don't think it changes the balance of power that much as the Rockets basically didn't have James Harden anyway. You know, he was... He was barely engaging with the team. I mean, the, the comments from DeMarcus Cousins and John Wall were like, they were not even talking to each other by the sounds of it. Yeah. So it's like, it's not like they've lost him now. Like, they lost him in the off-season, really. Yeah, they weren't just, even a playoff thing, yeah. really. Not like going on a run in the playoffs. Yeah, if, if they'd kept him, there was no chance he was going to... It seemed like there was just he wasn't going to come back and, you know, drag them deep into playoffs again um, so if we're like yeah they've not really lost much if anything now that they've got a player that might actually play some basketball and co- like be committed for them um, they're you know they're, they're stronger if anything than before this trade and then the Nets have just you know just just not answered any of the doubts about them They've just multiplied, multiplied everything about all. themselves. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the win is actually, if I was going to have to do it this way, I mean, you could argue if you get one of the game's great scorers, you've won the trade in some sense. I really like it for the Cavs and the Pacers. So the Pacers were in this slightly difficult situation with Oladipo, and they basically managed to swap him for what is sort of a similar player who they've got under longer control. Yeah, he fits really nicely, and, and, and yeah, and when he's had minutes, which he obviously wasn't going to get that much opportunity to have the ball and stuff at the Nets, he has looked really, really good at times. It's like maybe, you know, with a bigger role, who knows where he could be? Well, and they're just, I, I could, I could end up spending a whole podcast talking about how, how unfair it is the Pacers don't get more praise. They're just good again. They're always good. And Brogdon's playing really well, and Sabonis is playing really, really well, and Turner's like a defensive player of the year candidate, and Levert's a good scorer. Like that, that's a, a good player to put next to those players. Um, and then the Cavs just like took Jarrett Allen and Torrey Prince for a future Bucks pick, I think it was, which is like, well, no one cares about that. Yeah. And now they've got Jarrett Allen with with the Sexland backcourt. Isaac Okoro, Kevin Porter Jr. If he ever comes back from court, and um, yeah, another centre as well to add to the yeah. And if they want to, they, they can play go like Pistons. Yeah, just play like five centres. They could play McGee, Thonmaker, Andre Drummond, um, Jarrett Allen. Allen. Yeah, yeah, and then Kevin Love as point I... guard. I mean, that would be amazing. They should do that. I think. <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. I've, should, we, should we wrap up? Yeah. Because yeah. Um, yeah, we've covered most of it. There are, pro- there are probably some more. Don't well, there are some more um, implications in this trade and repercussions that may happen. Um, but yeah, such as I'd know, like. It hit the Warriors, not the Warriors. The, the Rockets are probably going to trade some more of their players. Well, they might do. PJ Tucker is expiring, but um, PJ Tucker's apparently been. There's already been trade talks about PJ Tucker. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, but I guess we'll, we can talk about that next time. Yes, and read about it on the website, as this is this James Harden website at the moment, basically. JamesHarden.com. Yeah. Uh, it's no, not JamesHarden.com, actually. It's franchisesports.co.uk. No, yeah, don't go to JamesHarden.com. That's probably weird. <laughs> just, just pitch, like, yes. Strip clubs, probably. Died or something, yeah. Oh, it uh, doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Okay. Well, um. There you go. That's our fact of the podcast. Sun.com is not. You, you can probably. Uh, so I guess you could uh, buy that domain if you're interested. Um, yeah, we're not selling it. Set it up. It's important. No, no. we're not selling Joseph.com. No. Maybe we should get it, actually. Yeah, I guess we could. Um, yeah, okay. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>